NFR Extra is a weekly podcast that focuses on the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo and features icons that embody the rodeo and Western lifestyle. But as far as like me getting on bulls and, and winning some money, who knows? I mean, legitimately, I could be Tom Brady a bull rider. Who knows, right? Stay healthy. She's like, no, you can't quit. Not for yourself. Not for this and that. She was like, and like, what are you going to tell your kids someday that you just gave up? Mm. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'll get on the next few. <laughs> I won't like it, but I'll do it. Yeah. It's not super expensive to get into. You don't have to have a background. You don't have to have a $100,000 horse to be competitive. All you have to do is have a lot of courage and a lot of determination. And, you, like, you can go make it work. You know what I mean? And so that's – I really want to give, like, that outlet out. Just have it out there in the world. Hey, this is Ty Murray, nine-time world champion cowboy here on NFR Extra. Joining us on NFR Extra, I am Brylin Bentley. We have Steve Goder and Andy Seiler. Guilty. As charged. And the best in the business. Going down the road. Reigning and seven-time world champion, Sage Kimsey. Sage, thanks for joining us. Oh, for sure. It's fun. It's going to be fun. So you had one year where you didn't win the world title, but you are seven for eight. All of your world titles have come in Vegas. <laughs> Pretty cool little uh, nugget there. It is for sure, yeah. Texas just didn't have the mojo going. <laughs> 2020, blame it on COVID. That's what everybody else does. Yeah. Oh, you suck at your job now? Ah, oh, it's COVID's fault. <laughs> you what can't I'm zoom do. a bull ride. That's what I'm going to do too, yeah. It's not me, it's this pandemic. Yeah, well, what happened to Sage? Oh, man, COVID really got him down. <laughs> he just wasn't that good that year. I don't know. Did he have COVID? No, no, just COVID. Yeah, no, just COVID, man. This is what it is. You don't got to have it for it to affect you. Oh, 100%. So t- tell us a little bit about the bounce back. Yeah, I mean, it was honestly just like me refocusing kind of my like career in life, I guess. Um, got to the point, man, like I've been doing this for quite a while at this point, And like, I just didn't care to go get on bulls in 2020. And I know that sounds horrible, but it just is what it is. Like after round seven, Alexis is trying to like give me this pump up speech about how like you know, I can still win the world and I've still got a chance and this and that. And I finally just looked at her and I was like, just quit. Like, I'm done. I'm tired. I'm over this. I don't want to go to the rodeo. Like, this is the national finals rodeo we're talking about. Like, right. I didn't care to go compete at it. Are you kidding me? And it was one of those things that like, it, you, you can't force your motivation into something like that. You know what I mean? Like once you tie your hand in your rope, you got to have full conviction with what you're doing. And man, I just didn't care about being there at the end of the day. And it showed in my performance. Like I performed very averagely to my standards and just is what it is. So, I mean, coming off that it's, it, it was just a whole like refocus period and like figure out my why I didn't have a why I didn't have a good reason to do it. Felt like the whole year in 2020, we were just kind of spinning our tires that we weren't going to like the best rodeos that you want to go win. And I mean, I'm still super thankful that, you know, I got to put food on the table that year and make a little bit of money, but just the zest was gone, man. So how do you rekindle that? Um, the biggest thing was 
the first rodeo we went to and they announced Stetson as the reigning bull riding world champion. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that hurt, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it had been the better part of a decade and you know, that, that was my title. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that was a big part of it. And then honestly, just a lot of self-reflection and kind of figuring out like why I was doing this. Cause at the, at the end of the day, like I started out, you know, wanted to make the NFR, wanted to win the world. Cool. Cool. At the end of the day, the money's super cool. But like all of my goals were pretty much like checked off the list besides, you know, having the most world championships and, um, you know, that that's not going to make you like get up and go do something. You know what I mean? It's not real like tangible and here and now. So yeah, I just kind of had to sit down and, and reevaluate my life. Honestly, well, you got, you know, like making the NFR, being a world champion, the money, that's cool. And when you strap yourself onto a bull, which I've never done, don't let my body fool you. I'm not a bull. <laughs> you're convicted. You're set into that thing. You know that this can go really awesome or really poorly, but uh, you're committed on that deal. When you're single, that's easy to do. And then you get married and then you got somebody else to think about. And then you have a baby. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And little steel. So Alexis was pregnant last year. And how's that going to affect, you know, your mind thought? for I'm riding bulls but now it's like man now I got a family yeah I think if anything it just made it all worthwhile to me um because back to the why and the motivation right I mean you know you always hear oh be a good person oh try your hardest oh do this do that and you're just like well I mean at the end of the day like what does it matter you know what I mean but then like the first time you see your son and you know that he's going to be looking to you for guidance and how to live his life it's like oh like his future is in great part my responsibility right 100 percent. and now that that's a why and that was like the biggest slap in the face for me is like wow all right here we go and even that like in 2020 when i was struggling so bad that was what alexa said i was like i'm just ready to throw in the towel let's just leave she was like no you can't quit not for yourself not for this and that she was like and like, what are you going to tell your kids someday that you just gave up? Mm. Oh, <laughs> all right. I'll get on the next few. Yeah. <laughs> I won't like it, but I'll do it. Yeah. But it, it can't but make it's me true. enjoy it. I mean, when, when you think about it, when you put in all this work and you are reaping the benefits of all of that work for an opportunity of a lifetime, I mean, how many bull riders would kill to be riding at the national finals rodeo and you're thinking about going to the house? I, I mean, it. That's that's a big moment. I mean, oh, that's for sure. very telling for her challenging you like that. And th- that's the thing. Like, I don't want people to take it in the wrong thing. Like, I am very grateful for all of my success and like my, my life. Like, I'm I'm very grateful for all of those things. But like, that's just kind of insight into where like my headspace was at the right. time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's hard. And that's you know, there's this isn't golf. There's consequences to where I mean, there's part of it to where like, hey man you know, even somebody in a full contact sport, like you're not feeling like playing, just maybe sit this one out, you know, but that's the difference is, man, you're not, you're not riding, you're not getting paid, you know? Oh, so yeah. there is always that to where it's like, you have to do this, but if you don't do it and you do it half-assed, like you could really get messed up. So it's a, that's a pretty tight line to be walking. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, you do. You have to be fully, fully committed hundred percent either way. That was the bad part though. Like I didn't even care about like what the bad part was that could happen. It was just one of those things. Like I was just numb to it all. Yeah, that's a lot. Not a good place. I'm glad I'm not there now. Yeah. All right, good. so we, we fast forward. <laughs> we, Me too. <laughs> we fast forward to Daddy Sage. So mm-hmm. what, what, is your, what is your best dad trait? What are you best at when it comes <laughs> to dealing with the baby? Um, oh, 
that's a good question. Alexis is the best at everything. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. Right you don't now, right diapers? now, yeah, right now, just no, making I do. Them like, you I do? mean, okay. I, I do, I do all of the stuff. Alexis is better at me than at pretty much all of it. But, but you, like, you I would do say both I probably types like of diapers, right? You don't. Oh yeah. Just, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't discriminate. Okay. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I would say like my best trait. I'm I'm pretty level headed, man. Like okay. when it comes to everything, so like. Babies screaming chaos everywhere around. Like I can always kind of be just like the even kill one. That's like, all right, we're gonna get through this. Yeah, there might not be any sleep for the next forty eight hours, but <laughs> I, I was, we're gonna, gonna get gonna through say, this. Yeah, yeah. She as she's saying, we're gonna get through this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. After I, I just came home open. from a nice weekend <laughs> yeah. at Corpus Christi <laughs> in my four star hotel. Yeah, pretty, she hadn't slept nice. for four days, and she's like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to get through this. Yeah. I don't know about me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're leaving again? Oh, cool. you're tough, honey. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. Go out here to Vegas. <laughs> put up at a nice hotel. How has your training transitioned over the years? Oh, it's like a whole, it's 180 degrees going the other direction. So in 2014, my rookie year, and I've hit on this quite a bit, but like if you were one of the guys that did work out, you gave yourself a distinct advantage against everybody else. And like now it is a prerequisite to be in tip top physical shape. Um, and I, I think more than anything, it's, it's running along the lines of longevity for everybody. Um, and I know personally, like for me, I didn't have to look at a gym until I was 25. And it was like immediately 25th birthday. All right. You're going to have to start working at this a lot harder than you used to. Mm-hmm. So let, let's talk a little bit more about that training. What, if you were to stay in tip-top shape and you pick your spots moving forward, what what do you see longevity being for you riding bulls? Hard to say, man. What, you know, with my high-level income, advances in modern science. <laughs> 100, 150? It's crazy. <laughs> I'm not saying forever. I couldn't be riding until then. <laughs> no, but, like, legitimately, I don't, I don't know what, like, the future really looks like, right? Like, I've got, I've got a big goal and a big mountain that I'm almost at the peak of. So knock out these next two world titles and then we'll kind of see. But it, it really is like my thing. Everybody's like, oh, well, when are you going to retire? And it's like, man, I don't really have a date. If I enjoy getting on bulls, I will keep getting on bulls. I don't see that happening past 30 very far. But with all of the big money that's out there right now, a guy could legitimately pick and choose, go get on, you know, at 30, 40 rodeos a year and make a quarter million dollars. And it's like, man, if you still want to do that, I, I, I would not want to go beat down the road. hundred yeah. percent. Like I want to be there for all of my son's stuff. I want to be, you know, the family guy that is there for everything. So the travel is going to be out of the question for sure. But as far as like me getting on bulls and, and winning some money, who knows? I mean, Stay. legitimately I could be Tom Brady, a bull riding. Like, <laughs> I, who knows? Right. Stay healthy. Yeah. hundred yeah. yeah. percent. That's kind of the thing on that. That's a, that's interesting too, because it seems like, yeah, you do have the factors now for the why, you know, you've got, got the new baby and, but you can't be looking, you know, you hear it said a lot, like if you're thinking about retiring, you should have done it two years ago. Right. So like in your deal, you can't think about what my exit strategy is. It's I'm going to ride and I'm going, like you said, you're committed, you're tied on and yeah. you just keep riding bulls until all of a sudden one day you just say we're done because it, it seems that seems way too risky to be like. I think I should maybe stop. It's like, then you should probably have stopped yesterday. Yeah. You should have already done it for sure. And and that's one of those things. I mean, I like as crazy as it sounds, I literally think I'll just wake up one day and just be like, I do not want to get on a bull period. Yeah. And I'll just be done. And like, there'll be a lot of closure with that because tough heat. I mean, one of my favorite tough quotes is 
um, you know, they're talking about guys like always coming in and out of retirement and kind of like piddling around with the sport, mm-hmm. especially like your all time greats. Right. And he always says like, he left everything out there in the arena. Yeah. And that's what I plan to do too. Yeah. And by the time Steele starts coming up and saying, dad, where are you going? You know, and it's, oh. or, you know, what, and Andy and I talk about this all the time too, to where when you, when you miss a thing for your kids, cause you got to go to work and it's like, yeah, and I, I understand that it's like part of life, and honestly, there's like life lessons that go into that too. Like, yeah, you have to work and do whatever, but like, if it's to the point that I really don't like need to, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd much rather be there for everything that he right. does. Yeah, that's something you never get back. Yeah, like exactly. you said, leave it all out there, man. No questions asked. I got a two part question. So I I want to know the bull that you just lick your chops at drawing, <laughs> and then the other one is I want to know the bull that has had your number or, or you're just like, Oh boy, I I'm, I'm really going to have to bring it if I'm going to make the whistle on this one. Yeah. So like all time favorite draw, he's, he's since retired, but bruiser was like the number one bull for a, a very long time. He was like, everybody, that's the one you wanted. And I mean, he was just the dream draw, right? It, he, he's a perfect bull legitimately. Um, toughest bull. I don't know. There's a couple that I like, didn't really get along with. Um, Mortimer of Julio Moreno's was probably like number one on that list. And it, it didn't matter like what happened. It just always seemed like some like freak thing happened. Like the second time I got on him, he literally put his horn like under my face mask and like ripped me off of his back. I was in a good position too. put his horn under my face mask and just like ripped me to the ground. And literally after that time, I was like, I'll never get on that bullet. <laughs> so I don't know why, but his name, there's just way too much coincidence going on here. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. (laughs) Let's take a quick pause and we'll be right back. Looking to rope in some new news and features you can't find anywhere else? Then look no further than the series of blogs and vlogs at NFRExperience.com. You'll find customized content on all things rodeo and Las Vegas. There's the NFR Insider with Susan Canode, Hurley's Hotspots, NFR Experience, Junior World Finals, one-on-one with Wrangler contestants, behind the shoots, heart of the NFR, and gold buckle buzz. Every year, rodeo fans make their way to Las Vegas to immerse themselves in the Western lifestyle. For many, their NFR experience includes a trip or two to the Cowboy Channel Cowboy Christmas in search of more. More time with friends. More fashion. More entertainment. More choices. More autograph sessions. More you and more Vegas. The Cowboy Channel Cowboy Christmas, December 1st through 10th at the Las Vegas Convention Center, South Halls. Open daily from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's all here. Every December, the next generation of rodeo stars makes the trek to Las Vegas to compete in the Yeti Junior World Finals. Watch the competition in nine events as these kids hope to open their presents early. For 10 days, it's all about more cowboys, more cowgirls, more competition, more champions, and more Vegas. Don't miss rodeos next up at the Yeti Junior World Finals. What out of the longevity of your career and all of your world championships, is there one moment or one ride or one time that sticks out more than the rest of them? I'd say there's like quite a few. Um, the, the bruiser ride for sure. Um, round 10 at the 2018 finals. Um, 
it, it, it was really close. We didn't really know if I needed to stay on or not. Um, but at the time I thought I did, um, was 93 on shooting stars of butlers. That was like a huge moment. It's like those gut check moments, man. Those yeah. are the moments that yeah. I'm like, all right. Cause it seems like every time, like I need to rise to that occasion, like if my mind's set to it, it happens. Yeah. And like, those are just the kind of the big moments. And even like last year at the finals, man, like with the way the ground money situation was going and everything like Josh would have been the world champion if I didn't stay on in round 10, you know? And it's, it's just that thing. It's like, man, when all the chips are down, who shines? And like, those are the moments that I really remember. So you and I were talking earlier today about rivalries and, uh, it's, it's almost this thing that people talk about, but I don't know that it's ever really been addressed on a, a medium, but the rivalry between you and Stetson is, is it real or is it just something people like to talk about? And it's, it's almost like a Kardashian thing. Yes. Like, <laughs> to, to both of those things. Like, yes, it's real, obviously. Like, you know, it, it, it's stiff competition. And right now, like the, the top three guys in the PRCA right now is Stetson, me, then Josh, um, standings wise. And like, at the end of the day, it's, it's whatever TV wants to build it up to be. Like, it's not like I have like disdain or hate for Josh or Stetson, either one. Like I like those guys. Um, but at the end of the day too, like I want to come home with gold buckle, you know what I mean? So it's, I think it's probably built up more like on a rivalry, like me versus him than it is. Um, because it's just not really the case, right? It's like, at the end of the day, it's whoever can stay on the most bulls, especially at opportune times, is going to be the world champion, um, especially when you come out here with how much money is at the NFR. Like, we all know it's coming down to a 10-day shootout in Vegas. That's just how it is. Like, the regular season, yeah, you can get X amount of a lead, whatever. Um, but, like, yeah, at the end of the day, it, it comes down to a 10-round playoff here in Vegas, and whoever does good gets the buckle. How do you keep yourself physically sharp during that 10-day period? Because that, that's a lot. I mean, you're getting on the best bulls 10 days in a row, and you may buck off two or three in a row, and you still have to regroup and go, I got to finish this thing out. Yeah, sleep's the biggest part, honestly. Um, and, and it's the part that's the hardest to come by in this city, for sure. Um, you know, over the years, you get, like, tr tricks of the trade. Uh, I don't do well in low humidity climates, so, like, I always have to bring a big humidifier out here and try to, try to make myself pretty comfortable as far as sleep goes. Um, but yeah, it, it's honestly just, just getting that good rest because like our days are full, you know, you get up at eight, get ready. You, you're at the convention center by 10, you sign autographs pretty much all day long, get back to the hotel at three, um, lay down for a quick nap, usually head over to the arena at four thirty, four four thirty. um, get there, you know, obviously a high stress atmosphere whenever you're over there for three hours, four hours, whatever it may be. Um, you know, you get done. If you're lucky enough to win a buckle that night, you go to the South Point. I mean, you're not getting back in bed until about 1 a.m. And, like, that's just – that's not a sustainable thing, especially when you're in such a high-pressure atmosphere, right? right? So, like, it, it is – it's honestly 100% sleep is, like, at a premium out here. So that deal, too, like, this is kind of a two-part question. Just in general – you're in a high stress situation. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you maintain a calm, right? You've trained yourself. You've all that stuff to say, but getting on bulls, that's high stress in general. Like you said, you get all that stuff done. You get back, you're in bed by one. Do you need time to decompress or is it just, you're so exhausted, you're ready to go to bed? Yeah. So usually it takes about two hours from the time, like I get off to the time I can actually go to sleep. Which, I mean, we get pretty good at it, you know, throughout the year, it's the same thing going down the road, but it's, uh, 
yeah, you definitely need some time to decompress because you generally speaking, you're wound pretty dang tight yeah. whenever you're calling for a bull. Yeah. So yeah, it takes a little while. So what do you do when you're back home to decompress and just get get rodeoing off the mine? Just chill. Honestly, like my getaway is for one, just hanging out with my family, and then two, playing golf. Is yeah. Like What's the, your those handicap? Are my two things. I don't know. It's horrible. I know that. What's your average bull ride? Uh, I was 35 one time. There uh, it is. It was, a, it was a red. Enough said. Red we'll Hereford cross calf. Yeah. No, no, no. It was <laughs> a little Hereford cross calf and a horn wrap. But anyway, that's, nice. that's a different story. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll shoot like low 80s generally. I busted in the 70s a couple times. But So if you ever go with Donnie, like, I mean, I know you guys are talking world titles, but is, is he talking smack on the golf course? Because he's pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. So Donnie is a little bit better than me at golf, and he makes dang sure that I know that. How many cigars does he smoke in eighteen holes? A couple at least. Okay. Yeah, I, I think Miss Terry's got him trained to where he's he's only like one each each nine. So <laughs> eight time, you're up. Oh gosh, he's that. That's a character to be around. You know what I mean? He's just who is one of your most influential individuals, whether it's in arena or outside of the arena, because I know you venture out in a lot of different scenarios of business and other aspects of life yeah i've had a bunch of people i honestly like i feel like that's one of the reasons that i've had the success that i do like i'm a really i'm a good student and i learn really well from everyone um obviously some people have helped more than others but honestly like i'm really good about like taking the the good from everyone like no matter what their their stature is in the world or, or what have you like you can always learn something from about everyone you come in contact with so i mean obviously donnie is a guy that i admire a lot and lean on a lot um because at the end of the day like he's the only one that's done what i'm trying to do um granted it was a long time ago but he's still the only one with any experience yeah. doing it right um so he's probably the one that i lean on the most at this point in my life for sure Okay, so let's say with, with your high level of income and a little bit of health, uh, you retire at 45. What kind of future plans does Sage Kimsey have after bull riding? So the big thing was, and it's not like I plan on retiring, but... Um, well, 45 is a few years down the yeah, road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a minute. I was talking to Alexis about it the other day, and I was just kind of like brainstorming some ideas. Cause as athletes, we get the question all the time, well, what are you going to do when you're done? Like, well, I don't want to think about that, but so I kind of got to thinking about it and like, number one, I want to have freedom of schedule, right? Like I, I want mm -hmm. to be there for my kid and my family as much as possible because the occupation that I choose and do now take me away from them a lot. So that was rule number one was time. Rule number two was that I wanted to do something that was meaningful. Um, you know, and, and filled my cup up, if you will. The the one thing that was kind of glaring with that is is bull riding and rodeo. Like, I owe pretty much everything I am, professionally speaking, um, to the sport of rodeo. So I, I wanted to give back there somehow. I didn't know how that looked. Um, and then three, like, obviously, financial freedom is a big thing. So it, it has to make money. We kind of got the brainstorming. And I told Alexis, I was actually, like, scrolling through YouTube. I watch just a bunch of random stuff on YouTube all the time. And, uh, she was like, why don't you ever watch bull riding stuff? That's a good question. And I look, I like searched up bull riding tutorial, right? And th there's some good stuff, but not much. Like you, the best bull riding tape still to this day is Bull Talk with Lane Frost. And I think it was released in like 1984. 
it, as a professional sport that like that is not okay that the best tutorial that is right. out there is 40 years old and so like that, that's going to be the next transition this fall i'm actually launching my website um and it's going to have have a bunch of bull riding tutorial there it's going to start out with just the basics and then we'll go from there um because it is man like at the end of the day this is the first time that being a rodeo cowboy is a legitimate career choice and especially bull riding like it's not super expensive to get into you don't have to have a background you don't have to have a hundred thousand dollar horse to go be competitive all you have to do is have a lot of courage and a lot of determination and like you can go make it work you know what i mean and so that's i I really want to give like that outlet out just have it out there in the world where people can can pursue it if they want to that's awesome my son is seven years old and he's built bigger than i am and he thinks he's gonna be a bull rider so (laughs) i have to watch a lot of uh the radiator ranch type stuff i'm like bud you know you're not gonna be a bull rider right he's like what don't put water on that campfire what do you mean i didn't i didn't tell him that i didn't tell him that i didn't six three two seventy five ross coleman was good yeah but i mean mean, yeah nothing wrong there ice him in the shoots and be 75 a lot i didn't i didn't i didn't Make the Montana circuit finals. I, I mean, didn't come put on. it down that bad, but I go, son, do I look like a bull rider? He goes, no. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, no, but it is, man. There, there's like, there's so much guidance for everything out there. Like, yeah. you, you want to remodel your house and you need to learn how to YouTube put tiles it. in your floor. Yeah. What do you, the first thing you do is you go to YouTube and you're like, oh, I know somebody's. Uh, this baby thing, you become a new dad. I oh, promise gosh. you, you can become an expert on YouTube. Absolutely. Very quickly with all the mom channels that are out there. Mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, Boron just doesn't have anything like yeah. that. But that's also the thing. Here's the deal is you want to learn from the best. And there's guys that are world champions that are, you know, many time NFR qualifiers. But it's like to be the best to wear something like that to where you're talking about is like, there you go. This guy's done it. I mean, like Andy said, don't be. Eight times going to the NFR, missed it one time, yeah. you know, and it's like, how'd you fix that? And all of that stuff too, to where like, you've got something like that. So that's, that's impressive because then giving it back and then helping those other people and everything, it's, that's a well, pretty good time. Well, it's not only that too, like you have to be able to articulate things in such a way that like people can understand what you're saying. Cause like, I feel like the Western like jargon kind of gets cloudy to say the least i mean like whenever somebody's talking about like pushing or lifting on your bull rope like mm-hmm. you ask 10 of the top guys out there and it's probably going to mean 10 very different things to every single one of them and it's like for one i think that like instructors they haven't done a disservice because they haven't really like thought about it in this way but the instruction that's out there is just very clouded right and it, it doesn't really like break it down especially to these young kids in a way that they can really like grasp it you know what i mean and then then it's like trial and error and and you don't really want to go about it that way i just think there's a better way to learn and that's what i'm going to try to provide do you foresee yourself with clinics or have you done clinics before so i haven't ever done clinics before i I do think that's definitely going to be um in the future for sure um but honestly like i think this this online thing is going to be the way that i go about it um and granted, you, you can't replace, you know, hands-on, hands-on training. But at that point, like I can only get to, say you do one a weekend and you take 10 kids, like you're still not talking about that many people, right? No. Like this internet deal is going to be somewhere to where, you know, kids having problems with bulls away from his hand or kids having problems like getting over the front end of one. Like he can go right back to this video and cross-reference his videos with what the content that I'm putting out. And he's going to be able to do a lot of like 
the self-evaluate, he's going to be able to figure it all out on his own, which yeah. is going to be really, really good. And well, not not just in the U.S. Worldwide. Oh, like worldwide, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 Brazil has some good role writers. Well, not, I was just, oh, I mean, and Brazil's I was thinking Australia crazy. too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, you, there's. Brazil, Australia, I, I get written all the time from people over in Europe that like just want to get on a bull. And it's like, well, even then, right. Get on a Highlander. <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah. Though, but it's like, all right, well, at least I can give them somewhere to start. Like, right. You know, buy these videos and you can at least like not put yourself in dire straits just wanting to do it. Right. Well, and that's the thing too is like, uh, you know, even you look at any like team roping, right? Is you can take, there's tools that you can utilize to where you can go and get that foundation going and you're not, I mean, you're riding your horse, but you're not roping real cattle. You're in a controlled environment. Right. So the same thing with bull riding is like, well, where am I going to get on practice? Well, it's like, Hey, maybe do these for, you know, I mean, set up a building program to where, you know, it's like, you want to learn from the best on how to do it. And there you go. As opposed to, I'm just going to go put my hand in a rope and probably get all my teeth knocked out. Oh yeah. No, for sure. And it is, it's yeah. Whether you're, whether you're, you know, there's steps and levels to everything. And like, yeah, for team roping, it's a perfect example. Like, well, you need to be at least a a semi-competent horseman to be Mm -hmm. able to rope cattle. You know what I mean? So it's, you can go kick your horse in a lope and lope around a few circles to like practice that. Well, yeah. how do you practice bull riding? Yeah. Right. Right. And for years it's been just trial by fire. And like, if you make it cool and if you don't, you don't, but like so many of my friends had way more talent than I did growing up. Um, and then either like something catastrophic happened to them and they quit or they just didn't have like any of the guidance. And it's like, you, you hear it all the time in the rough stock and they're like, Oh, well, you know, if he sticks it out, he's going to make it. And it's like, sticks out what? Yeah. Years of misery <laughs> yeah. is what it is. Because yeah. you don't get compensated. You don't win a whole lot. Right. All you do is walk into school all with a bum leg. Right. Limping around. Like, yeah. if, if we could shorten this learning curve. Right. We would have much better and way more bull riders. Well, we, yeah. we all look forward to seeing what that looks like. And congratulations on number seven. More to come. And the baby. Yeah. I mean, congratulations. And the, to, you know, and steel too. To you, and steel. You and Alexis, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And thank you so much for joining us here on NFR Extra. For sure. Appreciate it. Awesome, man. Want to experience more of the NFR? Then visit nfrexperience.com. And we invite you to subscribe to NFR Extra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever you're listening right now. If you like what you've heard on NFR Extra, We would love it if you gave us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe.